Welcome to Military Network Radio, where we'll bring dynamic interviews and fresh information about topics affecting your quality of life at each stage of your military service. Join us each week for information of value that improves your outlook, actions, and encourages each member of the family, serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Everyone serves, and together we make a difference. And now, here's your host, Linda Crater. Good morning. I'm Linda Crater, and we are so glad that you've joined us today. We have a very fun show for you today, one that's going to touch chords with, I believe, nearly everyone, because it's all about fitness and the power of feeling physically fit at whatever level is appropriate for you. And I'm joined today by Justin Constantine. Good morning, Justin. Hey, good morning, Linda. Yeah, I, I, I love this because I think that well, certainly every military person has gone through boot camp and understands physical fitness at a level they probably hadn't achieved before. But over time, um, and with age and with separation or injuries or other things like life getting in the way, fitness can sometimes fall to the wayside. And yet there's so many advantages of it. It's not just feeling strong and resilient and being able to do things but it also helps you with mental health wouldn't you agree oh i mean i would agree with everything you said already because i remember when i went to officer candidate school i was in law school at the time and frankly as someone had, it was in the marine corps 10 weeks long and as someone had described to me before i went there <laughs> the workouts we'd be doing at the end i would have said there's no way even though i was in good shape i've been playing competitive men's rugby for 10 years workout but i mean by the end i mean in 10 weeks i lost 20 pounds and it wow. wasn't, again i wasn't in bad sh- i was in good shape when i went there i lost 20 pounds i mean i was completely ripped i looked like uh, I don't know, men's health model um, that didn't last very long after. <laughs> but it's incredible when you really are committed to something and, and when you're around other people and there's a whole group mentality about exercise, which is starts in boot camp and then stays with you because it's mandatory. And then that's just obviously critical for military missions and military readiness. But as you talked about mental health, and mm-hmm. for me, after I was injured, um, being able to work out regularly was a big part of my mental recovery as well. You know, I, I can totally see that because when you feel accomplished, that to me is something that is often not discussed about yeah. physical fitness. You feel that accomplishment, or if you haven't done it for a while, you simply take a couple of steps in the right direction and it's, ooh, I remember what I used to feel like. I want some more of that. And there's a lot to be said for, you know, why wait? I, I laugh. Americans are so funny. We wait till Monday to right. start a diet. We wait till Monday to start a workout regimen. And yet when you think about it, we wait till New Year's to make resolutions or goals, or I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions, but here's a fun fact for you. Do you know the date that has been proven via some surveys that people slip on their New Year's fitness resolution? I bet it is two weeks later. Actually, it's a little longer than that. It's February 4th. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Still very soon. Very soon. And, And so that's why you see the the gyms are just packed in January. 
and then you know where it goes. So today we're going to be talking to Jeremy Greenberg. He's a fitness expert and CEO and co-founder of Flight Fitness, which is a wonderful workout. And we'll let Jeremy talk about that more later on in the show. But we're going to be talking today about raising your level of fitness at whatever level possible, because everybody has some restrictions or some thoughts or some time frames. And we're going to be talking about the value and benefit of fitness. So welcome to Military Network Radio, Jeremy. Good morning. Good morning, Linda. Thanks for having me. And I just quickly wanted to say, Justin, thank you for your military service and your continued dedication to military veterans and their families worldwide. Well, thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate that. And welcome to the show. We're really excited to talk with you today. Thank you. We, we really are. And I, you know, I think Justin is a perfect example to have on here because we're talking about someone who can work through missions and to start things, but more importantly, to finish them. So you already know the value of fitness with what you do and you know how powerful fitness can be. Let's talk about those today who may have left fitness a little midway down the list or it's at the bottom of the list. And, and first, let's talk about the benefits of feeling more healthy, uh, more fit, uh, better fitness in general. So let's just talk about the general benefits of being fit first. Sure. So if you think about why people exercise, why people go to a personal trainer, why they go to the gym, why do they have some of these New Year's resolutions, the, the big reason, the big motivating reason, the number one reason uh, for doing so is actually looks. They want to look better. They want to get into uh, the bikini for the summer. They want to lose pounds for going to a wedding. There, there seems to be a, a looks aspect, you know, more of a superficial thing. I think most of us can relate to that feeling of, you know, we want to look better. We want to work out, eat better in order for us to... Uh, you know, look and feel better. That, that's the number one reason. The second reason uh, that people seek exercise, you know, when they have in a while is health related. So they might have gotten, you know, the, the hard discussion from their doctor or their family member. They might be on the brink of diabetes. They might need to lose weight for health reasons. And there are pretty clear benefits related to, to physical health. And then there's another reason that I think is often ignored for exercise that has tremendous benefits, and that is the functional benefits. So if you think about exercising, it, it helps the, and improve the way that we function on a day-to-day -day basis. So when we work out, we're in a better position to do day-to-day -day tasks like carry our grocery bags without getting tired, walk up an extra flight of stairs, uh, move a suitcase in the overhead compartment on an airplane, mm. and other routine activities. And, and these activities help us move more efficiently and also lower the chance of, of injury. You know, I, I love all of that. And, and I would venture to say there's another element, um, mind, body, and spirit. I, I think that the mental health is so functionally tied as you were bringing up the functional benefits, feeling better. But I also think that scientifically it's proven, raises endorphins, um, makes you feel better about everything. So mental health is also affected here. Do you find that is something you see a lot in those that you're working with? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, 
there's a strong connection, which I'll talk about a little bit later, between um, our mental health and our physical health, which we usually think about in, in a somewhat of a divorced way. And it's really important to consider those as one because our, our physical selves uh, impact our uh, mental selves and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what I will note is there's a long list of benefits of exercise. I think that um, there are you know, countless studies showing the benefits on happiness, on obviously how long we live, on our weight, on uh, lowering risk of disease, on our mental health. There's all kinds of benefits. And um, it's important for us to think about that. Um, but I think one question that I get asked a lot is, all right, all right, I know, I know that exercise is important. How do I choose the best exercise for me? Mm. And I get asked this a lot. I was actually in an airport a few weeks ago coming back from a flight, and I had a fitness shirt on. And the woman checking me in says, um, oh, I want to get in better shape. What do I do? <laughs> and, um, my first question was, well, what do you eat? And that's, a, that's another story which we can get into. And she, she, she was telling me she was eating fast food. But the second question I asked her is, well, what do you like to do? And one of my mantras is the best exercise for you is the exercise that you're actually going to do. And mm-hmm. I think for many people, there's a journey that they need to go on, that we all need to go on to identify what is the best exercise, the best type of movement, the best lifestyle that is actually going to work for you. And for my mom, for example, for her, um, she goes on a 30-minute walk every day diligently, and she enjoys it. It's a good time for her to relax, to get exercise, and she does it out of habit. Um, I couldn't do that. I think that would drive me nuts. I did just get a, a, a I did just get a puppy, so I'm definitely doing more walking. But I like to do, you know, running, uh, going to the gym, using the core flights, which we'll talk about a bit later. But I think people need to find what works for them. Mm-hmm. And very often, I think in the fitness industry, everyone is trying to convince other people of what they need to do. You know, you really need to try this new workout, or this worked for me, or go to this class. But the real question is, well, what's going to work for you? And sometimes it takes some testing to figure that out. Wait, that's yeah. a good point. I'm sorry, Justin, go ahead. I was just going to jump in. I think back to, you know, in high school and we just, we had a, a gym, a, a weight room, which we used and, we, you know, we played the different sports. This is going back quite some time, but it wasn't like uh, the fitness craze hadn't hit yet. And so there weren't all the options of, you know, spinning or Pilates or yoga or, or you name it, the 10 or 15 different other classes that are out there or individual things, even even power walking like your mom does generally mm-hmm. wasn't really advertised that much. So now there are a plethora of options. And I guess if you don't come from a fitness background and you already know what you like, um, it can be quite challenging to figure that out. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point that the exercise trends are evolving and we evolve over time. So what we might have liked 10, 20 years ago may not work for us today. And so it's really nice changing things up. The other thing is boredom, right? I mean, who wants to do the same thing for their whole lives? I think that that's some of the excitement around exercise, just finding something more creative that is going to inspire you. 
You know, that's true because you won't stick with a habit. 21 days to establish anyway, but you won't stick with it unless it's something you truly enjoy. And the whole thing about exercise and fitness in general is the consistency, because if there isn't any consistency, you don't get those small accomplishments, those incremental changes that lead up to feeling good or feeling different or wanting something more, which I think are all good motivators. We will come back after this next break and we will talk with Jeremy more about the power of fitness. We're Military Network Radio and we'll be right back after these short messages. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. foot according to state troopers here's what not to do when you get pulled over don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away it doesn't help but if you're under 20 crying won't be held against you don't ask for a break and don't yell or start any argy-bargy and one trooper said if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket it would probably insult my intelligence but unfortunately i don't get hit on all that often so flirting or being a gill flirt won't work Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. You know, before the break, we were talking about a a lot of details. But I think one of the things that we want to get across today is that wellness is a factor of mind, body, and spirit. Every part of our bodies and our, our mind, body, and spirit are connected. They're interconnected. And I, I think that that is so often try and uh, silo each little thing. I'll work on this this week and this the next week. But the, the best methods of, of feeling whole, uh, especially if you're talking about combat veterans uh, and their families who've undergone long deployments and, and distances and uh, times apart, all of it's connected. And so let's talk a little bit about the integration of positive mental health with fitness, with, you know, spiritual gains, all things are truly connected. So let's talk about those incremental changes. 
Linda, that's a really, really good and important point. And I think we do tend to naturally compartmentalize those different aspects of our lives, but they really are connected. And if you think about it, there are neuromuscular connections, which are really, really important. So we don't just move, our mind moves us. Mm-hmm. And we often in life find ourselves on autopilot. So performing activities that involve the conscious movement really helps us move better, more safely, and more efficiently. So yoga yoga is a good example of something I think we, we commonly think of as you know, exercise that's spiritual and that you know, combines mind and body. The entire body is often used. You're also using internal parts of your body. So you're thinking, you're focusing, you're breathing, and you're moving in a controlled way. Um, but just because, you know, maybe yoga doesn't work for, for you or for me. So you have to, you know, identify something that can work. And one of the points that I think is important to mention is there's a more literal connection between our minds and our bodies. So our mental well-being has physical signals. And I think we all know this, that when we don't feel good mentally, when we're depressed or we're anxious or we're feeling stressed, we have physical symptoms. We have fatigue. We have chest pain. We have soreness. And depression makes us feel tired. It makes us feel weak. But even more literally than that, our emotions, if you think about it, they're literally physical manifestations. So there are thoughts as well as physical feelings that are intertwined. So I think it's really important to have a healthy body for our mental health and also have a healthy mind to improve our physical health. Justin, I have to throw you in here. You (laughs) used exercise, fitness, et cetera, to help you recover after your injury. Your exercise turned out to be? Well, the activity I liked the best was golf, um, and which I think for me has similar benefits as yoga does because although I've, I've tried yoga, I haven't done a whole lot, but I do like it as well. But with golf, you know, I, I suffered a head injury, and so um, my head was swollen and disfigured for a long time. But um, when I could go out and play golf, and I was new to golf at the time, and I could just go out there, and it was beautiful in nature and mm-hmm. whatever course I played on. And if I went during the week, there weren't many other people out there, and so no one staring at me, um, which is always what happened when I left the house. I could just focus on hitting the, the golf ball and trying to get in that stupid little hole. And <laughs> was very challenging. But but you know, it was just it wasn't, you know, I wasn't thinking what about my next surgery or my next five surgeries or what am I gonna do next? It was like this is I'm focusing on one little thing and I'm getting better at it. I'm seeing improvements and I'm enjoying it more and more. And then it became a much more social thing for me. But really the benefits of seeing myself improve and getting better and just having an opportunity to focus on one thing that I really wanted to be working on made a big difference in my whole day. And I think yoga has the same benefits. And I think really any uh, exercise regimen that you're in, uh, you're going to see physical benefits, of course, but also the mental, how good you feel afterwards. And it's not that different from yesterday. My workout yesterday was swimming and then I went to, um, I had to walk around the city up here in New York, and I just felt great afterwards. 
because it's easier to move when you're in better shape and things are more comfortable and I had the endorphins. And I think um, any regimen that you can do regularly, you're only going to just feel so much better and therefore have a better outlook on life uh, because of it. Jeremy? Yeah, I think that's, that's absolutely true. And I really appreciate you sharing those examples. It reminds me, I, I heard an interview somewhat recently of General Petraeus. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he ha- he has a very rigorous a workout mm-hmm. process. So he has a a very long early workout in the morning, and then he does another workout afterwards. And one of the things he said, which really resonated with me, is no matter what happens during your day, if you have a good workout, no one can take that away from you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good confidence anchoring point for us in life, in that we control it. You know, we can have a good, solid, hard workout, meaningful workout, and get a lot of value out of it. And by doing so, by being active, it increases our confidence, it increases our awareness, it increases our happiness. And then these have additional effects that turn into positive changes that build on each other. So I think these are really, really important things for us to consider uh, in terms of the another benefit of of exercise, you know, it I brings to mind um, when people talk about if they haven't been active for a while, that's a big challenge. You know, that's a that's a hard step to say I'm going to start. But the the one thing that Justin said that that made me remember this is that even on days you don't want to exercise, if you can remember how you'll feel one hour later. It is enough of a motivator if you're really committed to making the, the better better you, the, the positive steps. They always say that uh, habits are, are really a slight edge. It's small thing, but it's just as easy to not do them. And so it's called the slight edge philosophy. And it's, it's a very interesting book and it, it is very interesting in life because if anything that you do that gives you those small incremental changes will lead to larger changes going on. And there's really very little downside, if any, to exercising and fitness level. I'd love to move at this point to the nutrition aspect you mentioned earlier because so many people will say, well, I am exercising. And I just don't see any difference. And so, I, you know, this is not going to work. I, I don't see a point in it. But there's a very high connection between what you fuel yourself with and exercise to make a change, whether it's for appearance or health benefits or functional benefits. Can you talk about that? Absolutely, Linda. And I think in our society, we think about calories in a very negative way. It's almost like, well, how many, how many calories can I have so that I don't mm-hmm. go over my limit? But if you think about a calorie and you think about food and you think about what we consume, that's fuel. That's fuel for our body. And I think um, you know, trying to move in a way to think about it in a more positive way is something that all of us need to strive to do. And ultimately – you know, when people say, oh, how do I get in better shape? My first question, like I mentioned earlier, is well, what do you eat? And, <laughs> and that really is, that really is, you know, 90% of the equation. And for most people, it, you know, in, in many ways, Linda and Justin, it's a lot easier to say, you know, I'm going to go hit the gym for 30 minutes or an hour and then 
eat a bunch of junk the rest of the 23 hours. It's a lot easier to do that than to, to be really, really strict or at least more diligent with your diet those extra 23 hours. That's where, you know, we can be much more vulnerable and have weakness. So for me, I think, again, in terms of figuring out what to do for yourself, it's really important. And I have a, you know, I'm against, uh, I'm a big anti-diet person, just like I think Mm -hmm. you are as well. I think Mm -hmm. that focusing on um, short-term gains uh, for short-term goals is dangerous. It's important to focus on developing incremental changes for your lifestyle. And I know, you know, for, for, for many of this, this might not really resonate. I might be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hear this before. And, and you know, I used to be the same way, but it, it's really true. Um, it's really important to build on changes over time. I think one of the challenges in our society today is we have all kinds of different information out there that's leading us in very different directions. So I have a personal example myself that really um, caused me some problems with my with my uh, my nutrition. Um, my family has a, a you know a history of high cholesterol, and I knew this is something that I'd be tackling. You know, when I entered my 30s, and uh, lo and behold, I, I did have uh, high cholesterol, and I had to really eat very clean and cook uh, cook most of my meals to to get that cholesterol down. Now, in December of 2014, the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Council, which is the nation's top nutrition mm-hmm. panel, they, they reversed 40 years of strict government warnings uh, on the uh, on cholesterol in the diet, saying it's no longer a nutrient of concern. And mm. they specifically talked about, um, in, in conjunction with a, a Harvard School of Public Health study, found that foods and high cholesterol didn't raise serum cholesterol levels. So this led people to start saying egg egg yolks are okay. You can start eating egg yolks, which obviously have a ton of cholesterol. They have 62% of your daily cholesterol. So what I did, because I listened to the government, I listened to Harvard, of course, is I changed changed my diet. I wasn't eating eggs. And then I started to eat um, an egg yolk a day in my omelet. And then I I go to my, uh, my annual physical and lo and behold, when I when my doctor checked my blood cholesterol, it went up 50 points. Wow! And that was not a good situation. The only thing that I'd done differently was I changed my diet and was eating eggs. So, you know, I was I was suspicious about it, and then I I took several months to get rid of the eggs in my diet, and then after three months, my cholesterol dropped by 30 points. So it was the egg and. For me, this was a big learning experience, and mm-hmm. I wrote an article called The Lie of the Average, because I think very often in life, we hear about all these studies in the media and even the government, even from Harvard, that say you can do things differently. And it's you know what I call you know one-trick pony good news diet trends. Mm-hmm. And you know in the 30s and 40s, they said uh, you know smoking smoking was widely considered a healthy Jeremy I'm going to have weight. to stop you cuz we've got another break coming up but after the break it. we'll let Jeremy continue you're listening to Military Network Radio we'll be right back We're Military Network Radio and we'll be right back after these short messages This is Toginet, cutting edge radio. 
few years ago, some fishermen off the coast of Italy discovered some pottery along with fish in their nets. Divers were called out and discovered an ancient Roman ship whose galley, or caboose, a nautical term for kitchen, was extremely intact. Some of the food uncovered on board was pickled fish, wine, oil, and grain used to make the ship's biscuits, otherwise known as dandy funks. It is thought the 2,000-year-old boat was probably on its way to Spain when it sunk and was covered by layers of mud, baggy wrinkles and all. Baggy wrinkles are another name for the ship's ropes. The mud protected the ship from wear, explaining why the leftover food on board was still in such good condition. We land lovers may not be familiar with leftovers on the sea, but we are familiar with leftovers in our kitchen. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio, serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back. We are talking with Jeremy Greenberg today about fitness and the power of fitness. And I'd like to move now because not everyone is in great shape. Not everyone is committed to fitness at this moment. But I think following our show, we will have a a rise in that. Because let's talk about something that people hear about. They eye roll and they groan, which is the importance of your core, especially in light of injuries. Because if you start core, I can't tell you the number of vets I know with back issues, knee issues, hip issues, shoulder, neck, you name it. You you need to strengthen certain muscles because once again, everything is all connected. And not everything is fitness controllable, of course. But it does help if you are strong throughout your torso, your shoulders, your hips, your core. Let's talk about that. And and our audience is also family members. So let's go into why that core, yes, it's hard work, but it really does make a difference. Great. So the first thing I'd say is, well, what is the core? We hear a lot. It's kind of a buzzword. Um, mm-hmm. The core, you know, as we think about it at Flight Fitness, it's not just your abs. It's not mm-hmm. just, you know, that series of muscles that goes down, you know, that everyone likes to see and that everyone talks about. There's a series of muscles that you can see um, it, that are go into the pelvic floor, your obliques, your lower back, um, you know, and your abdominals that make up the core. And there are two types of core muscles. There are stabilizers and there are movers. The stabilizer muscles support the movement of the spine, and the movers are the muscles that support the stabilizer muscles and help them work to move the whole body. So this is really important to understand that the core is not just you know one component. A lot of people do crunches to try mm-hmm. to work on, on that core. So there are a few values of having a strong core. The best sign of a strong core is not a six-pack. The best sign is superb posture. Posture, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you 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 got it. So the yeah. core, it stabilizes the spine. It controls posture, and you probably know people when you you see how they sit up. You know they have a strong core because they can really really control themselves with really really good posture, and um, and that's a really good thing in terms of injury prevention, which you just mentioned, Linda. So, mm-hmm. you know, the core is a complex system of muscles that work together. The most common you know, injuries we get from sports and from the gym 
aren't in the core, but they're in their extremities. So your ankle injuries, your knee injuries, lower back, shoulder, your neck. And what we have found is that preventative methods, as well as rehabilitative methods for these injuries, have to include strengthening the core. So one recent example that I like to share is the NBA MVP, Steph Curry, you know, he's a small player and he's been fantastic over recent years. Well, when he came into the league, Steph Curry had very serious ankle issues. He had multiple surgeries for both his ankles. And they used to say Steph broken ankles Curry because they didn't know if he'd even have a career in the NBA. Mm. And then he started developing a stronger core with his coach. And then that actually dramatically improved his injury, you know, reduce his injuries for his ankles, which sounds kind of strange. But Mm-mm. if you think about the core of as a facilitator, it helps control the force of other muscles and it makes it more safe for you when you're when you're moving your body to have a strong core. Absolutely. And, and I'm thinking um, I'm thinking specifically right now of those that may have balance issues family members find themselves catching them and they may be smaller family members. It may be a spouse, may be a son or daughter and core is priceless when it comes to being able to have, as you mentioned, the preventative means of strength to do that. It's not a great idea um, to catch a, a, a falling weight, but if you are stronger, it certainly can help avoid injuries to both people. Absolutely. Beyond that, it seems like if we don't have good posture, um, that could lead to a number of other issues. That's a really good point. And, and I think, Justin, you hit on a really important point, which is a lot of this is foundational. Yeah. So if you have a weakness, that's going to lead to another weakness. And it may not be something you notice, but down the road, it, it will happen. This happened to me personally. I had a, a back injury, and then about a year later, I had a knee injury on the same side of my body. So often if we don't rehabilitate and you know improve our, our bodies uh, properly, it's going to lead to imbalances in our body. And having a strong core really helps us stay uh, symmetrical, and it helps us be safe. You know, it, it, it is very important. And so as you are talking to families, what do you say to someone who wants to begin again? They've checked with their doctor. They, in fact, that's why they know they need to begin again. What, how do you tell people to, to get started um, and to, to maintain? What are some of the tips and tricks that you use to encourage? Yeah, the, the first thing I'd say is fantastic that's amazing that you've made that decision. Like, let's get excited and and let's move forward, but let's do it with an incremental approach. So you and I said earlier how much we don't like, we don't like diets. We don't like fad diets. We don't like new year's resolutions. I can't stick to them. I mean, so I, well, well, you're not the only one. No one can, right? I know, you know, 8% of new year's resolutions are quote unquote successful. And, um, it's hard. It's really hard to do it. And it's easy to set a goal, but it's really hard to stick with it. So mm-hmm. I think that incremental behavior modification, if we, if we focus more on behavior as opposed to the end goal, which is really hard to do, right? It's really easy to say, 
I want to lose five pounds and then go to the scale every day and monitor, well, how am I doing? How am I doing? That's easy to do, but that can be extremely frustrating. Mm -hmm. If instead we focus on behavior modification, I'm going to go for a walk three times a week. I'm going to eat, you know, I'm going to cook my meals twice a day instead of once a day. Those are the types of things that I think are very valuable and you can build on. And a lot of times our society, you know, kind of shows our bodies in black or white. You're either fat or you're ripped. And that's a really horrible place to think about. But that's Mm -hmm. that's the way we think. Unfortunately, you're either really bad or you're perfect. You know, pick a camp. And the truth of the matter is all of us are in the middle, right? So Mm -hmm. we have to seek improvement in a slow and steady manner. And our goal should be lifestyle modifications that are healthy and not not so focused on these short-term goals because ultimately we want to find a lifestyle that so that a year, five, 10, 20 years down the road, we are, we are in a better place than we are today. And again, I think it's important for us to find something that works. So for me personally, probably about five, seven years ago, I never, so I live in Manhattan um, I remember my mom came over once and she wanted to, to help cook for me, which is, you know, what mothers do. And <laughs> she, she, she asked me about my oven. I had never turned my oven on because I barely cook. Um, and now I, I cook every day. I try to cook, you know, 90% of my meals and I like to cook. I'm not a great cook, but I like doing it. I like having control over what I eat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some people, that's an important uh, aspect, but some people don't like to do it. And others like going to the gym or going for a run or going for a walk or doing something with a pet or with a friend. Um, But there's an expression that resonates with me, which is no one ever said, I really regret that workout. Mm -hmm. Like, as you said earlier, Linda, once you come back from that workout and you're sweaty and you're tired, you don't regret it. You feel great. And I also believe that motivation is an over emphasized term it's a macho you know i let's get motivated if you're not motivated you're somehow weak i think that's bs i think habit is more important than motivation you know why do some people floss every day and others never do it's habit it's not like you know i floss every day now it's not like I have to get myself motivated to fly. I just, <laughs> I just do it. I'd be very okay. concerned if you did. It's funny that leadership expert John Maxwell said that actions are what motivates. So what you're saying is virtually the same thing. By taking the actions to work out, Justin said it. He he felt great after he went swimming and then walked out. Um, it was under his belt, as you said, General Petraea said. And it, there is just something really very empowering about, I did that. It's that accomplishment piece again. And, and I think you're right when you talk about the behavior rather than the end goal. And, and the small gains build that mental confidence and they build the habit. And they, it, and they build it on the days you're, I just would rather sit here on the couch. Um, I, I want to address one thing because I th- a friend of mine has this issue. Um, really got into the New Year's and, and started out with a workout plan. And is they said to him. Or is you? I can't hear you. I'm is sorry. This really a friend? No, this really is a friend. This, and, and please don't tell him he's on the air. Um, so at any rate, he they did a wonderful nutrition exercise boot camp thing, and he's loving it. But they told him Saturdays are cheat days. 
So mm. as he fell off the program, as the you know new year went on, um, I, I just turned one time to him and said, oh, so I suppose every day is cheat day now. And oh. he couldn't <laughs> hold back. He just laughed so hard because he'd fallen off the habit. It wasn't long enough. It didn't take long enough. And yeah. and that's back to rigidity. So if you, if you have mm-hmm. a rigid workout and a rigid diet, um, that works less well that my mother, bless her lovely soul, I adore her and her voice comes back to me all the time. I lost her when I was in my 20s. But she always said everything in moderation and so we you know we ate unbelievably healthy for that time period and I raised my children that way too but you make a gajillion decisions every day about what you put in your mouth what you do with your body and it isn't just you know following some rope thing sometimes it's good to do that to get a habit started but wouldn't you say that moderation and and the small behavioral goals are what stick yeah, I, 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 I'm a big believer in that. I mean, how do you go from a couch potato to a marathon runner in five months, right? That just doesn't, that just doesn't happen. So I think um, being realistic about uh, – the other thing is the number one rule or the number one goal when we exercise is not to get injured. So we don't want to push ourselves so hard at the beginning that we overdo it. And then we say, oh, when I exercise, it makes – you know, it hurts me. That's, the, that's something that's really, really important. But I think if we build good habits, we build on those, eventually it's less about motivation. It's about routine. You don't think about it. It just naturally happens, and it's part of our, it's, it's part of our lives. It just keeps going. And then we get better. We improve. We don't really think about it as much. And it makes our lives more valuable. We're, we're more active people, and we have all these benefits of exercise. Not to mention the cognitive benefits, because you're keener, you're sharper after you've exercised. You are standing taller. Um, Justin's laughing because I'm five feet tall. So I've always had good (laughs) posture because I was so... You have to. I have to. And people once said to me, I didn't know you were that short. I'm like, I'm not. I take up a lot of space for a short person. So at any rate, I think all these things are very important and tying it all together is great. And we have another break. I'm sorry to say when we come back, we're going to be talking about core flight and how you can build on those habits to be healthier each and every day. We'll be right back. We're military network radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages. ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. 
metalhead foot? According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break. Don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? courteous to the officer, and most of all, be honest. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. We are. Uh, I often wish that you could hear what we talk about on breaks because there's there's so much personality that comes out during these things and all the questions we wish to ask. So, Justin, I'll throw it to you, and we'll bring in some of what we talked about on break. Yeah, thanks, Linda. And, and I'm personally very interested in Jeremy's backstory, as I imagine a lot of the listeners are. And so, Jeremy, if you could just take a couple minutes to tell us um, what how you're an expert in this material and a little bit about your product. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate that, Justin. So um, first and foremost, I've been interested in health and wellness my whole life. Um, I've been, you know, I, I was never great at sports, but it's something I really enjoyed. Um, and it's something I wanted to be, to be, you know, part of my life. So uh, in 2000, late 2010, I started getting into long distance running and I, um, I had it, I did a half marathon and it went very well. And I uh, went to school in, in the Boston area for college. And I always wanted to run the Boston marathon because mm-hmm. it just seemed like such a cool thing where the whole city of Boston gets together and cheers. And, um, I wasn't going to qualify, but there are a number of ways to get in if you uh, raise money for charity. So mm-hmm. I, I got in kind of through the back door and I started training. And after uh, a few months, you know, I'm, I'm increasing my runs and I had a, I had an injury and I herniated, I, I had two herniated discs in my lower back oh. and, then, and then that caused me, um, pain and I had difficulty even walking for periods of time. Um, but I really, 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 really wanted to still run that Boston marathon, which yeah. is coming up in April uh, of 2011. So uh, it took a lot of work. I had to do physical therapy, you know, deal with uh, cortisol shots uh, and also acupuncture. Um, but what I found is that when you're going through that process, there isn't a lot of encouragement to exercise. And it, I was sort of hungering for something that would help me exercise that's low impact. So in 2012, I was introduced to who, Paul Nicholas, who's now my co-founder. And Paul is from Australia, and he lives in New York as well, and he has had severe injuries from playing rugby and from being a boxer for years, and he wanted to find a way to stay active and strengthen the areas around his joints safely. So he developed a concept which we now call Core Flight. Uh, It's F-L-Y-T-E, Core Flight, and we started creating a business together based on uh, Paul's invention. So we developed a product, 
We developed the design, we got it patented, we tested it, we got it manufactured, and we've been selling it for about two years. So what it is, is the core flights are small padded platforms that are slightly bigger than the size of your hand, depending on the size of your hand. They weigh about a, a pound and a half each, and they're, they're padded, so they have um, three three moving balls underneath and you can put your hands or your feet on them. And you can, if you can imagine it, and we have a lot of videos on our website and social media, you use them for different kinds of uh, body weight exercises. So different kinds of planks and push-ups and glute bridges and lunges, and also much more creative exercises, which a lot of our customers come mm -hmm. up with. And this uh, core flight requires you to use slow and controlled movements that really help you activate the core, improve stability, but do it in a low impact way. So you're not jumping around, um, which might hurt your joints and you're not putting a lot of weight on your body, but you're getting a great workout when you're doing it. So that's a bit about the product and, and how it came to life. When you when I saw the title the Flight Fitness, I thought maybe it was designed around for people who travel a lot and and you know aren't able to work out because they're in hotels and they're flying different places. But I guess really it has nothing to do with that. It, well, it kind of has to do with that. So uh, I actually did one video using it in the bathroom of uh, a, an airplane just to show how portable it is, and I've definitely wow. used it. Uh, traveling we've had <laughs> using it traveling yeah that's unique yeah 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 exactly um but flight f-l-y-t-e is derived from a swedish word which means to float so hmm. that's where the the name came from because it feels okay. like you're kind of floating and you have to have control over it but it's definitely good for traveling because it is you know a, a relatively compact product and so is it is it something that um you recommend your folks to every day and there's a, a variety of exercises or is it three times a week or what do you recommend? Um, I, I think it's, again, you know, like I said, the best exercise you do is what you'll actually do. So I think it depends on the person. Some people like doing core flight specific workouts Well, they'll do the whole, a whole workout. And we have fitness professionals and group fitness classes all around the world in over 25 countries now using it. So some of them will be completely core flight related. And I would say there, you know, you probably want to do it around three or four times a week. Um, and then we have people that are integrating into their workout. So maybe they're doing um, so a cardio workout and then they want to do a little bit of stability core workout as well. Maybe every day they'll do it for another 10 or 15 minutes and you can do it, you know, with every workout there. But um, I think it really depends on what you're doing and, and how much, how, how sure. active you want to be with it. So for our veterans at home and their family members, is it easy to watch some of the videos and figure out how to do the exercises? Yeah, so we actually have um, a lot of free exercise workouts available on our website. They're also available on YouTube. Um, we also have a, a workout guide that gives uh, a lot of detail in terms of, you know, what's the right form to use. So, um, we're, and, and we're in the process of adding even more education. We just launched a free online course actually that people can take, um, that shows that the, you know, the right form and so forth. I think the key is to, um, to change the difficulty level, depending on who the person is. Um, it's definitely a product that can work for any fitness level and, uh, for example, you can do small things that will dramatically change the intensity. If you put it on a harder surface, 
mm-hmm. um, like wood, it's going to be more difficult. If you put it on a, a, a softer surface, like a carpet, um, it'll be a lot easier because you're going to have more control around it. So there are ways to augment the way you use it and modify it to make the, the, the exercises you know, either easier or, or more challenging. You know what I love and, and what is very important to any workout is that you change it up. And so having something that you add to your current workout that, that helps you or you begin with this and add other things to it allows you to have that interval training and the changes that, that cause your body to react in a different way. Because as we know, fitness regimens can get to be so rote that your body says, uh-huh, okay, I've adjusted to this. And among our audience is, are also some elite athletes, you know, former special forces, um, just those who've stayed in boot camp shape. Um, and, you know, I think having something that is a challenge is fun. And adding something new that is, this just looks really fun. And I've watched your videos. And in fact, that's why I called you, because I found (laughs) it to be very intriguing. And I I think that that is something that often can spark someone to begin an exercise regimen when they've been thinking about it, but haven't done it. Do you find that people tell you that a lot? Yeah, they do. Actually, a lot of people will say it's interesting. You mentioned the videos. They'll say, oh, I saw you know, someone doing that exercise and that looked challenging and interesting. And I wanted to see if I could do it mm-hmm. and maybe they're not going to do it the first time. Um, but they work their way up or they modify it in a way that works for them. And they feel a great sense of accomplishment. I definitely hear that. And with respect to your point around doing something different, even if you're, you know, if, if, if exercise is a habit for you, you don't want to make it boring. I mean, you want to mm-hmm. do something different. Your muscles get used to it. If you do the same exercises um, every week, then your body and your mind get used to it. And remember, we talked about the connection between mind and body. Well, when you exercise, your mind doesn't shut off. It shouldn't shut off. But if you're just standing there doing, you know, dumbbell curls and you're counting them, it's so easy to just go into autopilot. So one of the things that our, our customers and clients like about core flights is, it really activates your mind. I mean, you got to think about something if you got to control it and you want to make sure that you have, you know, slow and steady control and it's not slipping away from you and you're activating your core and you're activating your glutes and you're activating your chest and arms all at the same time. And it's something that's new. I'm, I'm, I really love seeing our customers on Facebook, on Instagram, sharing new exercises because every week, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Every week, I'll probably see five new exercises that I've never seen before, ever. And we've, you know, we went through a couple of years of testing and then we've been selling for two years. So it is just crazy how much creativity that our customers are coming up with. It's really, really inspiring. It well, is. And I want to make sure people have the website. And Jeremy has very graciously offered a 30% discount to our listeners. And in order to do that, you go to Flight fitness f-l-y-t-e fitness.com and at checkout you put in the code linda doesn't get much easier than that l-i-n-d-a flight f-l-y-t-e fitness.com code linda and um I, I as i said it was the videos that attracted me at first and justin you already know the value of fitness and mind body spirit all of that 
Anything you'd like to add? Well, yeah, there was we... just what, what Jeremy, what you were saying there is about the, how easy it is to mm-hmm. kind of move between the different levels. And that way, I think it's really important because one thing a lot of veterans miss from their time in the military is a camaraderie, of course, but working out together. And so when you can uh, have something like this where you don't have to be at the same fitness level as your friend or, or whoever's in your family, but you can still work out together because you can control how hard or how easy it is for you, it sounds like. And so I think uh, what your product, Slight Fitness, really uh, facilitates people working out together. Uh, even yeah, I like, I like that, actually. And you know what? I had never thought of it that way, but that's a really good point because um, there are a lot of activities that are hard to do together. So if you play, if you like tennis and your friend likes yeah. tennis and one of you is really good, it's not very fun. If, if you're a fast runner and your friend's a slow runner, it's not very good. But with right. core flights, you can modify and you can do, you know, we're just coming out with a workout video where we have three different levels. You know, we have a beginner, we have an intermediate and advanced, and they're all doing it at the same time and they're all yeah. enjoying it. So Perfect. that's a really, really good point. Love it. I'm so sorry. We have run out of time. That website again is flight, F-L-Y-T-E, fitness.com. Put in the code Linda at checkout and you'll receive 30% off to all of our listeners. Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on today and joining Justin and I to talk about the importance and the power of physical fitness. We are grateful to have you here and your expertise. Thank you so much. It was a total pleasure. You're listening to Military Network Radio. Join us again next week and make it a great one. Thank you for tuning in today to Military Network Radio. You can find our show at our website, www.toginet.com forward slash Military Network Radio. Also, www.militarynetworkradio.com and in iTunes under Military Network Radio. Join us next week when we bring you another program to enhance your